I think you have more passion in the hospitality business than I do. Some days, maybe, but not all. Some always. days. Some days you, you really <laughs> blow it out of the water. Okay, so then you got into business with Gito. I did. I, I interned for a short period of time and then I was hired and then became, you know, I remember being that young and always going to Jeff and wanting to understand what was my role? What was my title? What, what, what was I supposed to do? But it never, even to this day, like there are no titles there, you know, in that size entrepreneurship. And I know we've talked about this before. Like it's, if the person who's looking for that much like structure mm-hmm. might not always gel with the group that already exists that is those hardcore like entrepreneurs we're just going to do it and we're just going to figure it out as we go and everybody all hands on deck which that's like a great strategy and a great approach but at some point i am my theory is like at some point you get to a point where you're sized up where you do need to lean on structure otherwise things just get messy okay so nightlife hospitality management to working in the city and trying to basically help the nightlife. Mm -hmm. We all know, but we didn't really know the dollars and cents about it, but we all know that if you don't have nightlife to whatever, whatever that means for your part of the world, you don't have a city, you don't have a downtown. So the city went through this visioning effort and decided, okay, Orlando could really benefit from having an expert in-house that spoke the language of small business, downtown, nighttime economy. So when they started to, when they opened up this, you know, the job, um, I was referred by the chief city planner as well as Jeff Gito, and I applied. And I remember thinking like, this is crazy. Like, I'm not gonna, I have no government experience, right? So why would, but I didn't know much about the role. This is like, this is years ago. And so I, I remember I had an interview with Thomas Chapman, who's still the executive director of the CRA. And really here. nice guy. I, find, I, I found him interesting the times that I met him. Yeah. And I found him to be a little progressive, which is great, which is what the city needed. He wanted someone who was a liaison, who knew the downtown group, who spoke the language, who had an intimate understanding of what it's like to work till three in the morning all the time, what it's like to wash dishes, what it's like to deal with drunk people, what it's like to open a business, close a business, lose a business, make the money, mm-hmm. money gets stolen, you know, all the things that happen in our industry, which happen in every industry, by you know, of course. But Happens for us, more, yeah. yeah. Downtown Orlando has the perfect opportunity to become a good mix of restaurant and nightclub. Right now it's really nightclub heavy. Bar. Yeah. Yep. Bar mostly. And it needs a little bit restaurants. And that's when you guys decided to like talk to restaurant guys. I was involved in one of the meetings. I probably wasn't very much help because I focused on other things that I think might bring in more people to downtown, which is the lake. Mm-hmm. is such a beautiful yeah you know it is yeah it's such opportunity an opportunity for nightlife to bring in people at that point it's like you guys want nightlife how do we get nightlife into the city of orlando and the first thing is just safety right mm-hmm. safety for women that want to go out and you know by themselves not necessarily like with a bunch of people if someone was listening and hadn't been here, they might think, oh, Orlando must have a bunch of crime. Why are they still talking no. about this? But the truth is that we don't. Like, we don't have... It's 
it's hard to talk about crime, right? Because if you have one incident, it's a problem, and I understand that. So it's not it's not me being like uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like for example, the city of Miami downtown is not really used for nightlife. What about Brickell? What about Brickell is not really downtown though. Like downtown Orlando is. That well, that's true too. Right? Orlando, so Orlando, Orlando is not a big city. Downtown itself, and it's right? our whole city. The whole city. But what I'm saying is, like, Miami doesn't use downtown at all. The issue is downtown uses downtown for partying. Like, there's no other, unless you go to Winter Park or unless you go to other areas like the tourist area, which a lot of people from Orlando don't want to go, right? So then you have downtown and you're like, wow, I wish downtown had more opportunities. Our our demographic for downtown should attract a more diverse group, different ages, families, you know, day and night. And I would agree. But in order to do that, you don't take what you have right now and stomp all over it. That is the exact opposite definition of economic development. Which leads to what you're creating. Yes, the Orlando Hospitality Alliance. I I remember this being talked about in the back of Guest House yeah i've had a lot of back of guest house conversations over the last seven plus years about this idea on this even before i was with the city before i could have possibly known that my life or my career would take me here but the truth is is that there's never been there hasn't been an orlando hospitality alliance there is organizations that exist like the florida restaurant and lodging frla cfhla um but as you know those represent what you're trying exactly. to do. Exactly. They really are here as a tour to support tourism, right? But downtown Orlando and our main streets, Mills 50 and Curry Ford and Milk District and Soto, they are not reliant on tourism, like out of market tourism, the way that the businesses that go through FRLA and CFHLA and the hotels on iDrive and the theme parks and the re- and the themed restaurants and the But you're not bringing that into the group, right? The Orlando Hospitality Alliance is a focus on local and social, local and social businesses. That's that's the tagline, and I really am sticking to it. But I'll elaborate. Like, what's local and social? Well, it's every single business in a main street. It's every single business potentially on Park Ave. It's every business that isn't part of a main street that we go to, like you and I go to, not necessarily someone coming in from. Brazil to visit the theme parks for a week or whatever, you know, whatever the case is, because those type of places, they that's who gets the representation from these organizations that already exist. But the Orlando Hospitality Alliance is going to be very specific for micro, small, mid-sized businesses. Really doesn't affect the customer base of the restaurants and the businesses. It really affects or helps the businesses. It's a direct advocacy arm for business for businesses any projects that oha will take are going to be the result of people like you members saying hey this is what i'm dealing with and this is what we need and how i've been addressing it as you know through for my clients because i i did leave the city in march and i have been taking clients and so a client need might be this one-off you know help with cutting of red tape because they can't get a permit Mm-hmm. in an appropriate amount of time. What I what OHA will do is actually try to encourage change to fix that whole process. So the next guy, girl, who needs that doesn't have to deal Go with it. Go through that process. Yeah. 
the projects that you're currently working on is obviously with nightlife and restaurants, bars, mall, like you said, entertainment, entertainment, live music. Live music's a big one. Live music is big. Mm -hmm. Live music is big. So you're going to work with these businesses and trying to create a group of people that basically communicate, right? That talk to each other because these people don't talk to each other. Instead of one person coming to me or going to a lawyer for that matter and having a problem with this particular thing, we we speak on it as a group because mm-hmm. I will be representing you collectively, not just Thomas at Pig Floyd's, but we need to be reminding policy decision makers of how economically viable we are, how much money we bring to the table, how many jobs we bring to the table, how much property values, how much we affect property values of both commercial and residential just by putting a new restaurant in an area in the right place. For example, Pigza, that's coming up. It's on Mills. They are allowing us to only open till 12, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the noise. Um, because there's residential in the back. That's something that's been discussed, you know, mm-hmm. moving forward. Like, how do we go about it? I don't want to open to only 12. That'd be great, you know, operation-wise, but also you you lose a lot of yeah opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that's something that probably OHA would be involved. Yep. For a million reasons, there is hurdles in the way. But those hurdles, as I've learned working in government, they're not black and white, and that's what I do. I can help ask the question and, fr- and get get the conversation going about, well, can we at least try something like this? Now, one of the things that I was thinking about now is why why did you just focus on Orlando? Just because you know that market? Because there's other, I mean, there's other cities, Winter Park, Altamont Springs, all these. Why don't you just call it the Central Florida? I did think about calling it the Central Florida Hospitality Alliance. Um, I think Orlando has just a better brand. And even if it extends beyond Orlando in the future, I'll... I'm gonna be okay with that, um, but Orlando is for me the uh-huh. it's the brand, right? So, but you're right, and the New York City Hospitality Alliance represents all five boroughs because all of New York City. But either way, it's still grassroots. You know, there's there's a Dallas version of what we're doing too called 24 Hour Dallas, and same kind of thing. Like this is not a brand new idea, and lo- the one of the best parts. I have a ton of mentorship from the New York City Hospitality Alliance, which is kind of like the full kit and caboodle of what we're trying to do. They've been doing this for 25 years. They have a big team. They do federal advocacy. They do state and local advocacy. They were a huge part of the Restaurant Act, huge part of Save Our Stages. They were there through COVID. If, and the big news, or I think the big news is, is that I just found out that a group of people like us, right, entrepreneurs, stakeholders, organizers are hiring the executive director from the New York City Hospitality Alliance to be a consultant and open the South Florida Hospitality Alliance right now, like simultaneous, which is so great. Like Miami. It's gonna be Miami and South Beach. So they're calling it South Florida. I think it will also be Fort Lauderdale and and some of that stuff, but if they're thinking, and I'm gonna connect with them soon, but if they're thinking like I am, you know, they're gonna start where they have where they personally have the most outreach. And so for me, that is downtown and the main streets because that's me personally. And as we grow, we'll be able to look at 
other places that need that might need it park ave or lake nona well i I mean i think this is interesting obviously because of the fact that you know we as small businesses entrepreneurs go through a lot of red tape a lot of red tape like currently even me building now this is the third project that i built with the city of orlando it's it's a lot of red tape and i remember when i met you you said you don't want to build another project in the city of orlando which is like you know and this your your story like this ohm is going to give me a platform to tell this story and not just be saying help help thomas ward help pig floyds it's going to be like hey you're stunt this whatever this problem is is actually stunting economic growth and new business and that's not what we want we want operate good local operators like you want you're you know you i use you like you're a prime prime example like super prime primo am i i didn't know what super Super prime prime. (laughs) what would you use me as an example for when pig floyd's was already open the amount of extra bs and money and time you went through just trying to get bosphorus out or you know and open up pig floyds it wasn't bosphorus it was attilas you spent so much extra time and money getting open yeah at pig floyds oh, that yeah, you that one, you yeah. actually thought i don't want to go through this again because it set you back um, yeah. financially yeah, because yeah, yeah, time yeah. is money so why would any city in their right mind want that to be the experience from a new business trying to go through the regrowth, you know, the, the adding a new concept, whatever that was. And you were a restaurant. The city changed the permitting and the situation after I finished with that, actually. Yep. And they came like, oh, we have this project now yep. that we have. Which is great. They're working great. on it. It took a long time. It's called Permit Express and it's for yeah. small business. And that exists in a lot of other cities. You know, what's cool about city government is you are encouraged to kind of steal ideas from other bigger cities, maybe Mm -hmm. because maybe they got around to something faster, they went through the process, they learned what was crappy, what was good, so you can always like try to connect. And that's that was probably my favorite part about working in this role was I was just constantly getting to connect with um, Austin, Texas, San Francisco, New York, DC, Fort Lauderdale, San Fran, uh, uh, Seattle, all the time. Berlin, um, all these cities, Barcelona, right. yeah. So, are you know? There's always going to be. There's a chance that another city has done something really well, and just like people come to the city of Orlando all the time and want to check out our sustainability programs and you know pick Chris's mind and be able to say, oh, I talked to Chris Castro in Orlando and now I have all these ideas and bring them back to my smaller town or whatever. You know, so there's a lot of exchange and I'm I'm just all over it, right? So I I feel like I have the most good ideas for how to streamline this and but what I what I have made have gone out of my way at least to try to say is that I'm not just one-sided. I'm not just saying it has to be this way because no. it makes sense for hospitality. I'm actually saying this makes sense because it ba- it's a balancing act of live, work, play. Live, work, play, live, work, play. People need to live here and hospitality is a big part of why people wanna live somewhere so that there's, a, especially in a downtown, walkability, mm-hmm. go, going out, being able to just get out of your small condo, your small apartment and have a whole living room that is ground level, right? Work, 
people need to work in downtowns. They also need to eat breakfast and lunch and dinner and have yep. coffee meetings and yep. have bigger meetings yep. and yep. catered and blah, 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 and play. Play is its own category, but it seems like in recent times, the play category, especially for the city of Orlando, has gotten some flack, um, and that's kind of where we're all at. You know, their frustrations are high right now, I would say. <laughs> yeah, COVID was rough. So how do people find OHA? How do they find more information about it? Can they donate to it? Um, all those things, right? You're coming up with the website probably now. Yep, yep. OrlandoHospitalityAlliance.com. Um, same handle on Instagram and, and all of that. Uh, we're, this is all in startup mode, so we haven't you know, gone live and this, this podcast will, or this interview will be one of the first times that we start talking about it publicly, but I've been fundraising behind the scenes and getting our nonprofit status um, up and running. So we'll be a 501c6, again, modeled after the New York City Hospitality Alliance. Dominique is killing it. Crushing the game. Yep, crushing the game. Proud of you, girl. Thank you. This will be interesting. It will be interesting. I see OHA as being also the PR hub for all of us. Again, for our industry, not all for right. this one. Well, obviously we'll highlight like individual restaurants and new concepts and we're gonna be the new news source for all things hospitality. So the most important thing for me right now, in addition to getting all the federal and banking and all that admin stuff underway, of course, that's very important, is to find the marketing agency or in-house marketing person that is going to build this brand that is this beautiful, colorful, exciting brand that is Orlando's local and social businesses. And we are gonna be the leaders in the news sharing, in the education sharing, and then we're gonna use our customers to help to help make our pitch for us. Because customers, like if they're fans, and you're frustrated and you can't get your second, third, fourth concept open because of blah, 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 your customers can... Go to OHA. I think we already have a lot of support from the general community, like AKA your customers. Um, you know, just if you read, if you follow Pulp Town and Bungalower and Katie and Brendan do such a great job of covering, you know, who's doing what in the hospitality scene. And you see how, how much traction they get from one post, one story, one interview. I think this, is, this, this will be great. Thank you, Dominique. Thank we you. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you. You want a free taco? You want a free taco? Hit the button to subscribe. Maybe I'll give you a free taco.